Welcome. This is David Barris, president of the American Association of Bank Directors, host of AABD's Calling All Bank Directors podcast. Today, we have as our guest Calvin Henderson to discuss what you need to know about loan administration and credit review heading into uncharted waters. Calvin has held senior positions in credit management, most recently at Wells Fargo and previously at Bank America. He also was a senior national bank examiner where I got to know him. He's had overall about 43 years of banking experience. And I was delighted to hear that he was interested in becoming a bank director and he would make an excellent one. Let me know if you have any follow-up questions by contacting me at dbarris at abd.org. All right, let's call Calvin. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to ABD's Calling All Bank Directors podcast. Well, thank you. Calvin, today's subject is what bank directors need to know during this challenging period on loan administration and credit review. Uh, credit review. Uh, I hate to start off with a downer, but my first question harks back to the Great Recession. And the question is, what in your experience and knowledge were the most important and the most common loan administration problems in failed banks? And what lessons can we learn from that? Okay, thanks, Dave. Um, there were several items that have shown up in, in an OCC study from failed banks and the FDIC data from director litigation in failed banks. Uh, and there are several items to, to go through here. The first one is um, a, a bank that had non-existent or poorly followed loan policies. Um, this one was fairly common among failed banks. Uh, policies, the loan policies should be specific while allowing some room for management's, uh, if you will, expert judgment for interpretation. Um, some banks have written policies that are open-ended and leave room for any interpretation, uh, but the policy should be more specific, uh, dealing with various parts of the loan portfolio and putting some structure around the lending uh, environment for the lending officers to follow. Uh, the second item that showed up frequently was inadequate systems to ensure compliance with internal policies or banking laws. Um, all good lending policies should have an exception policy within it that um, the bankers should uh, document those exceptions track and review them in a timely manner in order to adjust the policy if they need be. Uh, many banks don't have uh, a detailed exception policy, and they may not track it in a timely manner. Uh, it's important to have those exceptions uh, detailed as they're made and then reviewed periodically, say quarterly or semi-annually, by the management team itself. Uh, third item was inadequate controls or supervision of key bank officers or the departments themselves. Decisions made by a dominant individual like the CEO or the chairman or a principal shareholder uh, have been some of the issues that have shown up in failed banks. Internal controls, including separation of duties, should be 
a part of the policy to prevent defalcations in the bank. Uh, I had a prior experience at the OCC uh, where we discovered that a CEO had booked fictitious loans and had processed all the payments through a note teller window when the note teller was not at her station or at lunch. Uh, actually, this CEO had complete control of what was going on in the bank because he had an inexperienced team of employees. Uh, and he wound up being able to remove the bank funds after he booked the fictitious loans through a nominee account, which was a, a, a person in the neighborhood that actually never used the account, but there were funds in it. Uh, eventually, we were able to prove that he had uh, stolen or defalcated $1,500 out of this nominee account to pay a credit card at another bank, and that was how we were able to pull the plug on his, on his uh, scheme. Uh, the next item uh, to, to think about is inadequate problem loan identification systems and or the credit review function. Uh, the credit review function needs to be and should be independent of the lending line itself. And you need to have a detailed problem loan identification system that lending personnel understand. If it's too complicated, they may not follow it or may not understand how to rate the credits. Um, so being independent is a key to the credit review function. The next item is non-existent or poorly followed policies for asset liability management. Uh, an example of that would be the board uh, should approve maximum loan deposit ratio for the bank and should be monitored and a lot of smaller banks would run uh, up to 80% on that when times were really good, and they, other banks would run it lower than that, 60 to 70%, when things were tighter in the lending environment uh, where the bank was located. Well, thank you, Calvin, for that. My, uh, my second question is, how can bank boards and management teams assure administration policies and practices including credit review, are robust enough to identify and assess on a timely basis credit challenges resulting from the pandemic? Okay, that uh, another timely question for boards, uh, for directors to focus on as we try to come out of the pandemic um, downturn in the markets. Uh, first thing is you have to maintain a comprehensive risk management function. And that should include an experienced risk management executive for the job based on the institution complexity. Um, some, of the, um, some of the banks may have a CEO that may not be as experienced as he needs be, as he need be uh, to do the job. But it's important to review who's running risk management and make sure they're up to the task. Uh, next item is have comprehensive risk policies, including detailed lending policies for each asset type in the loan portfolio. And that would include examples of commercial, real estate, retail, asset-backed, etc. These policies should be reviewed annually and approved by the board, and they should include lending limits, concentrations, insider dealings, 
and enough detail where the board's comfortable with they know what the lending group is doing and how they're lending money and, and to who they're lending it to. Then you need a qualified staff in risk management to adequately review the loan portfolio of the bank based on the portfolio size and complexity. Smaller banks probably don't need uh, uh, people to be able to look at a big commercial loan uh, and be able to understand it, whereas a bigger bank would need that. The other thing that we alluded to in the first question or talked about was an independent credit review function with direct line to the board and a dotted line to management. This basically means that the credit review function serves for the board, not for management, and they need to have a direct line to the board if they have problems or need to report problems. Uh, and all differences of opinion concerning credit, credit review must have the final say in ratings uh, as to what's going on in the lending area itself. Um, that is a fine line between the credit review people and the lending people. They need to work together in an environment that sometimes could be controversial or have differences of opinion and the better they can collaborate and, and reach the right conclusion uh, is the right answer. However, if credit review feels they need to override what the lending people want to, then they should have the final say in those ratings. Uh, the next issue is the board approved asset quality standards for all lines of business. An example of that is like the maximum criticized and classified loan limits could run 10 to 15% in good times, and, and it, they would run higher if you had more classified loans, which would mean you need to focus more on, on the loans that are classified periodically or quarterly and make sure you know what the risk is, is in those loans. Obviously, the criticized classified numbers fluctuate with the economy. Uh, in good times, some small banks will run it, they could run a classified criticized classified ratio of 5 to 10%. The next issue is a risk rating system for all lines of business. Uh, there should be established and maintained a risk rating system that has several buckets for the past credits and the regulatory definitions for criticized and classified assets. This system should be understood by all the lending personnel. And the OCC and the FDIC and the Federal Reserve classification systems were merged several years ago and broken down in buckets of other assets, especially mentioned, which show weaknesses in credit, or such as a declining cash flow of, say, 10% in a good customer. Uh, substandard would be the second category. Definition of that is well-defined weaknesses. An example would be cash flow declined of 20% to 25% that's expected to last several quarters. Uh, third category is doubtful, where it's doubtful you're going to get fully collected on the loan and interest. And the final category is loss, whereas if it's uncollectible, you charge it off. Uh, next item would be to have centralized portfolio analysis and monitoring. Larger banks have this. Some smaller banks may not have it, but it's important to consider. Uh, since economic conditions and customers' financial status are ever-changing, it's important to periodically analyze the portfolio and monitor those changes. Uh, and 
reasonable concentration limits for each business line in a portfolio should be in the policy. Uh, an example of that would be to maintain about 25% of real estate loans as a percentage of total loans. Small banks have a problem meeting that, that goal because a lot of the customers in a small geographic area for a bank probably are real estate borrowers. So it's important to focus on that in, in smaller institutions to make sure you understand who's borrowing the real estate uh, money and what they're using it for. Finally, as a kind of a summary, a specific focus areas going forward uh, in this environment, the first item is know your customer. Um, the Bank Secrecy Act has been around a long time, and even back 30 years ago, some large banks had problems with documenting the Bank Secrecy Act uh, uh, requirements. And even now, you can see that laundering of money is a big issue for for drug people and or various uh, foreigners that might want to launder money. So knowing the customer that you deal with is really important and knowing their business and how they operate. Um, their historical ability to take care of their business is important to review and understand. Uh, the next issue is monitor the retail portfolios closely for increased delinquencies forbearance requests or FICO scores, uh, things like that. The current uh, downturn in pandemic, uh, I think, calls for more frequent reviews of the portfolio, as well as possibly tightening loan requirements such as down payments. Uh, a lot of banks would loan up to 80% on a mortgage loan, and I know some institutions have dropped that to 75% with this downturn that we're experiencing now. Uh, especially if they are experiencing an increase in delinquencies in their mortgage portfolio. Uh, another item that's very important is closely review annual financial statements with your commercial customers for any increase in liabilities or deterioration in income sources. In this current environment, requiring more frequent financial information uh, could be needed. Most banks require an annual financial statement. Uh, the ability to ask for more information or more frequent information should be built into loan covenants when you book the credit or the, or the loan itself or the line of credit. And finally, you could possibly place retail-related borrowers on an internal watch list to monitor more closely than your normal procedures to customers such as restaurants, small retail stores, etc., that seem to be most impacted by the pandemic. Well, Calvin, um, I have another question for you, but I'd like to reserve that for the next podcast episode on uh, red flags that boards and management can use to identify problems early and also information and reports that the board will need to identify those red flags. So I wanted to thank you very much for joining us today, and we'll continue in the next uh, podcast episode. Thanks. Thanks for your time. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Bye-bye.